Highly advise Kelly Clarkson listen to her own genius, phenomenal, spectacular, one of her classic hits, uh, Behind These Hazel Lies. Given the fact that she is our headliner story today. Hi, everybody. It's Andrew DeVitri, the Mistress of Pop Culture, coming at you on Friday morning. Uh, it's been a long, long, long week. Um, and I think it's a week that has uh, definitely been very poignant and uh, is one for the books, the history books, because a lot has changed this week. Um, as I'm sure everybody knows who's listening to this, uh, given the news and, you know, everything that's been going on. Um, but today I'm here to distract from the real world and give you the pop culture world, which I guess in itself is its own real world. At least it's my real world uh, in some sort of warped way because I love pop culture, which is why I talk all things pop culture. Um, occasionally I dip into politics because, you know, I like to provide a robust amount of information. But today I'm just going to talk about primarily pop culture because there's a lot of good stories to end the week off with um starting off with kelly c uh i have a a really interesting story by the way before i get into our stories about that song um that particular album because that particular album i forget what it was called but it had uh behind these hazel eyes uh, as well as breakaway um and since you've been gone it was just like a culmination of all of kelly's best hits and it was in 2004 uh 2004 2005 so i was a freshman in high school um in my hometown and in my art class with Ms. Bergowitz, who was our art teacher, we would be like doing ceramics or painting or doing some really crazy difficult thing in our class that I literally couldn't handle because I was just challenged in art class. Uh, actually, it might even be 2014. It might have been 2005. It would have been my sophomore year of high school. In many ways, she'd always play the radio, Kiss 108, which is like our um, pop station in Massachusetts. And uh, since you've been gone, uh, and Breakaway would always come on, literally all the girls in the class, the upperclassmen, the upperclass gals, were like crying their eyes out. I was like, what the hell? Um, but no, I was crying my eyes out too because I'm like such a big Kelly fan. Uh, Kelly's Dan. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I just... So, music to me, and I'm a huge music buff, as I'm sure most people are, I just associate it with uh, certain eras of my life. And that was a very... Um, That was a really transformative, important, formative moment of my uh, upbringing, Um, high school. And I had a really good high school experience, which is, you know, crazy because so many people are like, I hated high school. I'm like, oh, well, that sucks because I loved it. Um, But that's just me. But anyways, I say I'd like to say why I decided to start off this episode with that particular number was because the headliner story today is Kelly Clarkson files for divorce from Brandon Blackstock. I couldn't be sadder for Kelly Clarkson. I mean, obviously, we don't know what exactly is going on, and I'm not sure if this is a mutual decision or if Kelly C. just was like, "Ah, I'm done, bitch. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. She probably doesn't say that. Um, But let's let's read it and we'll dissect. Uh, And this is from E! News once again. Kelly Clarkson wants to put an end to her marriage. E! News can confirm that the voice coach has filed for divorce from husband Brandon Blackstock after almost seven years of marriage. Well, that's a... 
that's quite some time. That's a really, that's good. Good for her, you know, because marriage is a tough gig. I've heard. I've never been married. I've been in like a three-year long relationship uh, in my past, and that in itself was very difficult. So seven years, all, all, all power to both of them. Um, according to court documents obtained by E! News, the American Idol winner quietly filed in Los Angeles last week and said the irreconcilable differences. The date of separation is listed as, quote, TBD. The couple who has two children together have had... I'm sorry, have been married since 2013. Brandon also has two children from a previous marriage. Kelly's asking for joint legal and physical custody. Many fans know their love story began at the Academy of Country Music Awards in 2006 when Kelly was rehearsing with Rascal Flatts. Lo and behold, Brandon served as the group's store manager at the time. Their relationship, however, didn't take off until a meeting six years later. Within 10 months of dating, Brandon proposed with Kelly announcing her engagement news in December 2012. I'm engaged. I want you all to know, she wrote. Happy side of my life last night. I am so lucky. I am with the greatest man ever. Uh, October 2013, the couple exchanged vows in Tennessee. Let's see what else is uh, important in this article here. Uh, throughout the marriage, the since you've been gone, singer hasn't been able to hire a passion for Brandon. Quote, I never felt, like, honestly sexually attracted to anybody before him. <laughs> I remember when Kelly Clarkson, and this is diver- this is sort of veering away from the article for a moment, uh, when she was in From Justin and Kelly, which is literally, like, one of my favorite movies ever, and I know it got destroyed at the box office, but, like, literally, it has such a sentimental place in my heart. Um, Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini, who was the, uh, runner-up on American Idol season one, was so handsome, and they had such good chemistry. I'm shocked that, like, they didn't have an onset fling, as, you know, so many movie stars do. Um, what else is in this article? Uh, oh, Kelly, this is interesting. Kelly says, I honestly thought I was asexual. I've never been turned on like that in my whole life. TMI, girl, but I love it. I'm living for the juice. Um, she added, I was like, oh, okay, that's the feeling. Okay, that's what we're talking about in Wayne to Exhale. I just got it. I didn't have a clue. Kelly has yet to publicly comment on the divorce news. Um, yeah, sometimes relationships, they run their course. Uh, it sucks, but I'm sure, you know, Kelly and her husband will be fine. Kelly obviously had a really successful freshman season of her talk show, which I have not seen, but I've heard really good things about it. She's killing it on The Voice. She's a super talented artist, and I, like, want her to come out with more music. Much like Adele's incredible catalog of uh, music has been uh, reflective of her past relationships, uh, I would love for Kelly to come out with something remotely as good or similar to um, Breakaway. That's just one of the most iconic songs ever. Also, it's iconic because it was in The Princess Diaries, too. Um, I know that's, like, not a great movie, but I love The Princess Diaries because I obviously love Anne Hathaway and Ju- Julie Andrews. Um, and the girl who plays Lily, like, shut up and listen with Lily. Like, that's just so funny. Um, Lily Moskowitz. I don't remember the actress's name, but Anne Hathaway, that's how she obviously got her start. I say all that to say because in the, in the second one where Chris Pine is in it, he's such a stud muffin. I think this was his earlier days in his career. Um... They were, it, like, took place in Genovia, because obviously um, Anne Hathaway is the princess of Genovia. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, that that particular song was playing, and also Abigail Breslin was in the scene where that song played. So shout out to Abigail Breslin, who's, like, just crushing it. Um, so that's the first story of the day. Very sad for Kelly C., but I hope everything works out, and I'll just keep you updated with uh, all things Kelly. Our next story is also a music music-themed story, music-related story. Um, Lady Antebellum, uh... Actually, funny enough, I think I first heard of Lady Antebellum. I've actually don't even... I've, I've heard one of her songs, like her really, really early songs, when they like first came... When they first emerged on the scene, and I actually heard it in the same art class, which is really strange. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but I specifically remember always hearing it on the radio, and I was like, I don't like this song. But it's not that I don't like the group, I just didn't like the particular song, because I'm not a country big... I'm just not a country guy. I am more of like pop... Uh, hip-hop, upbeat, house music. I love classical music when I just need to, like, unwind and relax. Um, 
Ooh, sorry. I just had a really, really hot chocolate chip cookie and, like, literally burned my throat. But I... Have you ever baked a chocolate chip cookie and, you like, you just can't wait for, the like, the pan to cool down and you have to, like, scrape them off with a... What do you call it? A, um, not a pitchfork. A spatula. But, like, I couldn't even do it. I just, like, ripped it off with my hands and I was, like, shoving it in my mouth because I was so hungry. And they, were, they look so good. I love Toll House cookies. Okay, I say all that to say. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, Lady Antebellum. Okay, so let's just read the story and then we'll dissect. So here we go. Uh, this is also from E! News. Lady Antebellum changes band name and apologizes for making fans feel, quote, unsafe, unseen, or unvalued. Lady Antebellum is changing its name to Lady A. The band made the announcement in an open letter to fans shared to social media on Thursday. By the way, I read the Instagram post about this. It was really well written. But, of course, there was a bunch of comments, flooded with comments, about saying how ridiculous it was that they were just, they, I guess, fans thought they were trying to be too PC, given the current climate. Um, and I don't think that at all. But we'll we'll talk about more we'll talk more about that uh, when I when I uh, when I read this article. Okay, uh, quick word from our sponsors. I'm going to read this article. Thank you so much, Anchor. Okay, uh, quote: As a band, we have strived for our music to be a refuge, inclusive of all. The country music group began. Uh, continuing quote: We've watched and listened more than ever the last few weeks, and our hearts have been stirred with the conviction. Our eyes opened wide to the injustices, inequality, and biases. Black women. And men have always faced and continue to face every day. Now, blind spots we didn't even know existed have been revealed. The five-time Grammy winners then revealed that, quote, after much personal reflection, the band discussed band discussions, prayer, and many honest conversations with some of our closest black friends and colleagues, they have decided to drop the word antebellum uh, from their name and move forward as Lady A. According to the Post, Lady A is a nickname fans have called the band, which consists of Hillary Scott, Charles Kelly, and Dave Haywood almost from the start. Looking back at uh, when they formed the band 14 years ago, the artist said they originally named the group after the Southern Antebellum-style home uh, where they first took their photos. Quote, as musicians, it reminded us all of the music born in the South that has influenced us, Southern rock, blues, R&B, gospel, and of course country that continued. But we um, are regretful and embarrassed to say that we did not take into account the um, associations that weigh down this word, referencing the period of history before the Civil War, which includes slavery. The stars noted they, quote, are deeply sorry for the hurt this has caused and for anyone who has felt unsafe, unseen, or undervalued, unvalued, I'm sorry. Causing pain was never our hurt's intention, and it doesn't change the fact that, indeed, it did just that the statement continues. So today we speak up and make change. We hope you will dig and join us. Um, let's see if there's anything else poignant in this article. Uh, our prayer is that if we lead by example with humility, love, empathy, and action, we can be better allies to those suffering from spoken and unspoken injustices while influencing our children and generations to come. They concluded before signing off with love. Um, great. I think that that's great. If it's, there's, there is talk and then there's action. This is action. There's a lot of people and a lot of companies and, and a lot of, uh, you know, talk and fodder in the universe right now saying we're going to make big changes and, you know, so many times before we've just seen a lot of talk and no action, and I've actually been so impressed to see so many major companies and, and now this group here making changes just right on the spot, not even, well, of course, thinking about it, but not even lingering, just doing it, going out and doing the damn thing and, and changing for the better and making a world a better place, and I think it's about time. Uh, 2020 is a really, really transformative year, um, you know, between COVID, uh, the final uh, term or whatever year of this president, you know, we'll see what happens in November. Uh, and and this big fight for um, big uh, changes for for the incredible black community uh, to fight the injustices that they have been going through for so long. And um, 
you know, becoming better allies. And that's what this year is about, is growth, 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 growth. So great job. That's great for them. And I was really happy to read this story when I, you know, read the headline. I was like, this is great. Okay, uh, fourth story of the day. Queen Bee, Stassi Schroeder. This is from TMZ. Stassi Schroeder, paid speaking gig canceled after racism. Claim firing. Um, uh, I've reported a bunch now uh, on the developments of um, Stassi and Kristen from Vanderpump Rules, two of the series leads, uh, being let go due to uh, racism allegations. And um, uh, this is just a fallout as a result of that, which is really sad. Um, So let's read the story and then we'll talk about it. Saucy Schroeder is feeling the fallout after losing her Vanderpump Rules gig due to alleged racist behavior, because uh, now her revived speaking tours hit a speed bump. The reality TV star straight up a Stassi Live Roadshow, uh, which is based on her podcast and began in late 2019, was set to return at New Jersey's uh, Basie Center in January, but the venue just announced its cancellation. Stassi's tour was already on hiatus due to COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic, but on the heels of getting fired by Bravo, losing sponsors and streaming platforms, dropping our podcast, it's starting to look like the whole tour could be done, according to a source with knowledge of the situation. Um, so far, though, only New Jersey's stop has gotten the official access. We reported Bravo uh, fired the, the Vanderpump OG, along with their fellow co-star, Kristen Doughty, um, over claims they were racist, quote, mean girls, basically toward former cast member Faith Stowers. Um, speaking of Faith Stowers, by the way, uh, and then I have something else to say about this tour. She, I read an article today, I don't remember where, but she essentially said she doesn't believe in cancel culture. She doesn't want them to be shunned. Oh, that's what it was. She doesn't believe, she doesn't want them to be shunned. She just wants them to learn the lesson. And that takes a very big person to say that because oftentimes when people get, uh, validated or justice or feel vindicated for, uh, maybe a negative way that they've been treated, they might not have the nicest response to it, and they might say, oh, good, they deserve it. But people, I always say, it's, it's, it takes a really big person to then say, well, I don't want them to suffer. I don't want them to lose everything they have. I just want them to learn. Um, and that's a really evolved person. That's a really uh, mature, evolved person. Um, so that's the end of that article. Uh, what I was going to say about Straight Up with Stassi Torres, is a long, long, long-time family friend of mine, uh, Taylor Shucker. She's an amazing uh, podcast, Wake Up With Taylor. Um, with Dear Media, I believe, um, her best, her sister, younger sister, and I went to, we're in the same grade in class, and she's one of my best friends, I've known her since I was, like, one, um, but she was the opening act for Stasi, and, uh, I had seen clips, and it's so funny and so good, so, um, I, I hope that this is the only, the only stop that gets canceled, and I hope that she gets to, Continue performing because Stassi has such a big fan base. And speaking of which, oh yeah, this is also what I want to say. Stassi's followers on Instagram have gone up. She was at 2 million yesterday. She's at 2.1. So that goes to show that she has a very loyal fan base. And I'm sure Bravo is well aware of that. But if not, then they should know that her fans are rallying behind her. Um, Again, I don't condone what happened. I think that was really, really shitty what they did. But um, I don't, I am not a supporter of cancel culture. I never have been, never will be. I don't think someone should lose everything that they've ever worked for because of a mistake, if in fact it is a mistake, because people sometimes act without thinking. Uh, I've done it many, many times. Um, I think people should atone for their sins, absolutely, but I don't think they should lose everything they work for, and that's where I stand on that. Okay, we're going to go to our next story right now. Um, This is our final story of the day, actually. And I was going to talk about, actually, uh, a story I read on Variety, another update with Leah Michelle with regards to what happened um, with the accusations of the young lady who worked on Glee who felt as though Leah Michelle... um, was very cold to her, and uh, uh, what was the thing? Hold on, let me just, I, I, hold on one sec, let me, oh, 
Give me a second here. I gotta pull that up because that was a really interesting article that I read. Please hold. Sorry, sorry, sorry. White noise, white noise, white noise. Um... Oh, okay. This is from Variety. And it was Samantha Ware and Microaggression. Uh, she explains, she went into that article. I might do a podcast. I might do an episode like singularly to Leah Michelle talking about that because I love, it's a really, really important big story. Um, there's a lot to dissect there. So I might do a little uh, special episode about that. But yeah. Okay. Anyways, our final story of the day uh, is from TMZ as well. Uh, breaking news. NFL donating $250 million to help fight social injustice. That's amazing. The NFL probably uh, makes uh, insane amounts of money from um, advertisers. And, you know, of course, America, I'm sorry, football is a uh, American national treasure pastime or whatever. I'm not a fan of football, but I love, like, the halftime show, the Super Bowl. Like, that's my thing. But uh, I don't even know, like, what a football is. Um, but that's just me. Okay. <laughs> uh, Roger Goodall and the NFL have talked the talk. I've talked the talk. Um, and now they're starting to walk the walk, pledging to donate a quarter of a billion dollars to fight social injustice. The NFL confirmed through its website it will make the $250 million donation throughout the next 10 years. The money will go toward charities and organizations designed to, quote, combat systemic racism and support the battle against injustices faced by African-Americans. Wow, that's incredible. Um, and some may say too little too late, but too little too late, excuse me, but you know what? This is great. This is really, really great. Um, the NFL report also says that the league would be willing to work with Colin Kaepernick on social justice initiatives. An unnamed NFL source told NFL.com, quote, we wouldn't be where we are today without the work of Colin and other players have let off. Um, it would be awesome to engage Colin on some of the work we are doing. He's doing really impactful work. Getting him in some way would be amazing for us. There's a lot of work to do to get that, to that point. We're certainly open and willing to do that. A pretty huge statement, though it's unclear why the NFL is keeping the identity of that person a secret. Uh, the NFL.com report also says that league owners who have been criticized for not speaking out enough in the fight for social justice approved the allocation of the league funds. Of course, the NFL had already been donating cash to the cause in agreement with its Players Association, but this new gesture could multiply the org's initial charity tenfold. NFL.com also reports the league has agreed to work with players to help, quote, address criminal injustice reform, police reform, and economic and educational advancement for African Americans. As we previously reported, we as in TMZ. Goodall said in a strong statement last week, the NFL is sorry for the way it handled kneeling protests in the past and insists it's now he's now committed to fully helping the cause. Um, that shows growth. That's incredible. Uh, again, some may say too little too late, but um, I think that Colin Kaepernick, I don't know much about football, but I do know about uh, why he kneeled during the national anthem, and it's it's much bigger than... It's not about disrespecting the flag, or it's not about... You know, those who were uh, fighting for our country, it's about the injustices and the um, ideologies that our flag um, represented. And it's a, it's a very, very interesting um, uh, point for call that point of view for Colin to have. And um, I totally support it and support him and understand it. Um, so that's great. That's just, that's, you know, people got to walk the walk. Just what I was saying. Sorry, that was my charger. Um, so yeah, that's great. All right, everybody. Those are my uh, those are my five stories for the day. Uh, it's been a long, long, long week. I hope everybody has a really good weekend. I hope everybody can get outside. I hope the weather by you is nice. Um, I hope everybody takes a little bit of time to just breathe and uh, support everybody. Be kind to one another and take the time to learn and read about what's going on in the world and educate yourselves and 
you know, just take care of one another because that's that's what a world is all about. And that's what a world needs right now. I uh, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for always listening to my episodes. I love doing this. I'm eternally grateful for my listeners, and my supporters, my fans. Um, hit me up on TikTok, Andrew DeVitri. I'm really funny. Uh, and I will uh, be back with you on Monday with uh, hopefully some fun stories over the weekend. All right, take care, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye.